You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I slept, so did the Yankees, and so did the Mets, apparently, on Friday night. Both teams offensively, nothing short of putrid. I haven't been here on a Saturday in a while. And Ty, who's with me today, who just had a baby, and we'll get into that a little bit later on uh, during the show, is back with me as well. So this is a monumental show. As pathetic as I am, and I think we all know that I'm somewhat pathetic, um, every time we get to a weekend, I, I like count down how many weeks we are to the start of the, the football season. So tomorrow will be eight weeks to the first Sunday of the NFL season. And I enjoy the summer and my kids are out, you know, outside and playing sports and, you know, we travel a little bit, get a little bit of time off. And I, I don't know. There's just something about counting down the Sunday to Sunday to Sunday and eventually getting to that opening weekend of the NFL. And we are eight Sundays away from that tomorrow. So uh, maybe we'll do a little NFL today. Probably not a ton uh, I want to get at this Dame Lillard situation where the reports are he's going to request a trade and he comes out and says, no, 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 that's not the case. But we have to spend a lot of time on the local baseball teams. And listen, I think if the division was better for the Mets, they'd be more of a concern and more of a story right now. But you look at this division, Philly doesn't scare you at all. Washington I mean, they're just not healthy, and they're just not all that good, to be honest with you. Miami's a, an afterthought. And the Braves with the Acuna injury, you look at that and you say, I, I don't trust them. So it almost see, seems to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but it almost feels to me like just by the other teams not being capable, the Mets are going to wind their way to win this division. But to sit here and say there's no concerns two weeks prior to the trade deadline, you, you can't score off Chad Cool. You, you get, what, two hits off this guy. He's not good. And they were, I think, 0 for 12 last night with runners in scoring position. So there's definite reason for at least a keen awareness, I would say, in regards to the Mets. I mean, Conforto, it's just it's the same thing over and over and over. And Dom Smith, who had such a phenomenal year last year, it's the same thing. And listen, there was a little, little dust-up last night between Stroman and I don't remember the guy's name on the Pirates. He's been in the in the in the league for like a month. It's uh, Rogowski or something like that. But whatever. I mean, Stroman uh, typically he likes to chirp, and uh, he wasn't happy. And you know, I, I saw James McCann in the post game press conference, and he said Stroman was unhappy with the home plate umpire, and the the Pirates player thought it was him. And and then Stroman came out, and he's like, you know, this is just the kind of guy that he is. So I don't know, bad blood a little bit. Um, benches emptied, but the the story of the game is the Mets. They just can't hit. They just can't hit, and it's the same thing over and over and over. So the Mets certainly a topic today, but uh, we, we have to open the show with, and I think it's fair to say, the disaster that is your New York Yankees. Um, they, they stink. And, you know, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about it last night, and when you think of disappointments in sports over the last, I don't know, five years, if this Yankees team does not make it to the postseason, this has to be one of, really, one of, if not the biggest disappointment in New York sports and maybe beyond in the last in the last decade. And I get it. And now you have your built-in excuse. So you can call, well, we don't have Judge and we don't have Urshela. Okay. Now, for starters, Judge is a tremendous loss, and I get that, and I understand it. 
But Urshela, I mean, come on. You should be able to cobble together a couple of weeks without Urshela. And Loisaga, well, you know what? If you don't score a run, which you didn't last night, doesn't matter what Loisaga is able to do. I, I just, I don't understand how if you're a Yankees fan, you're not at the end of your rope. You're two games over 500 in a league where it's almost an impossibility to do that. You have the Red Sox or what now? Nine games ahead of you? You can barely see the Rays. Oakland wins last night. Houston wins last night. I mean, you are fading and you're fading quickly if you're the Yankees. So we have this conversation of, well, what do you do end of July? Are your buyers or your sellers? I mean, do you envision a way the Yankees are going to make it to the postseason now? The Yankees stink. And not only do they stink, but now they're a mess as far as health is concerned. So you're not going to see Judge probably till the end of July. You're not going to see Urshela probably till the end of July. You're not going to see Loisaga. I, I got Amberge last night. Who, who, I mean, come on. Really? This is the, I, I have Gardner. Did, I mean, did you see the bottom of that lineup last night? I mean, it, it's a, it's a built-in excuse and you can use it as you'd like. And I'm not saying that, that it doesn't affect, but you can't scratch across a run. You didn't go up against Jacob DeGrom last night. You didn't go up against some historical lefty phenom last night. You went up against Eduardo Rodriguez, who in five and two-thirds of two-hit, no-run baseball, lowered his ERA, lowered his ERA to 5.18 on the year. And this is not the first time he's done it to the Yankees. So you can sit here and you can say, how can we possibly win with Gittens and Ambergi and LaCastro? At the bottom of our lineup. And, I mean, Brett Gardner is hitting sixth. But how about your players that you ask to produce to actually produce? LeMayhew on first. First inning. Stanton comes up. Double play. Oh, yeah, but door batting third is repulsive. Gary Sanchez 0 for 3. Torres 0 for 4. Gardner 0 for 4. Stanton 0 for 4. I get it. I don't expect a lot from Ambergi. I don't expect a lot from Gittens, who actually got on a couple times last night. I don't expect a lot from LaCastro, but I can get nothing from the guys that I'm paying. Nothing? I can't scratch a run across? Really? I mean, that's where we are now? There's something, there's a, they disconnect with the Yankees right now. This, let's be fair. This is a bad baseball team. This is a bad baseball team. And how are you a Yankees fan, and you are not apoplectic about what's going on, is beyond me. Beyond me. And I'll tell you what, you talk about like the last straw. If they lose this, if they can't win this game tonight, I don't, I don't know how you rebound. Really. I mean, you have Garrett Cole on the mound. He's coming off a filthy performance. You're playing the team that you're trying to catch, although I can't envision a world in which you're going to be able to do it. Really. You're home. Figure out a way to win the game tonight. Now, at least Chapman gave you, and I know these are, these are baby steps to say the least, but at least Chapman did give you one shutout inning last night. So maybe he's figuring it out and riding the ship. 
But my God. I mean, you, you look at who you're behind. This is not even like, well, we're, we're a couple games behind Oakland and we're okay. I mean, Tampa is 54-37. and 37. They lead the wild card. Oakland, who wins last night on a walk-off from, guess who? Guess who had a walk-off for the A's last night? Jed Lowry with a walk-off home run. So they're 53-40. and 40. Then it's Seattle, who wins last night, 49-43. and 43. Then it's Toronto, who wins last night, 46-42. and 42. Then it's Cleveland, who actually lost last night at 45-43. and 43. And then, and only then, do the Yankees make an appearance at 46 and 44. How many games behind the second wild card spot? Five and a half. Five and a half. That is a big number. What are you going to go buy Joey Gallo? You're going to mortgage the future? You're going to increase the payroll? This is, a, this is a disaster what they're doing right now. A, a, an embarrassment and a disaster. And I don't want you to call me today. And, of course, the phone lines on the Saturday are open at 800-919-3776. And give me the, well, we didn't have Judge, and we didn't have Urshela, and we don't have Cortez, and we didn't have Loisaga. First of all, Cortez wasn't going to pitch last night anyway. So stop it. Second of all, Loisaga, I mean, probably wasn't going to pitch last night. You didn't score a run. So stop it. Urshela, it's a loss. I get it. Judge is a big loss. But you made Eduardo Rodriguez, who has an ERA over five, look like Greg Maddox last night. Things are not good in the Bronx, to say the least. It's an unmitigated disaster, a free fall. And the Mets are not playing much better, but the Mets are in much better standing at the moment. 800-919-3776. So, Here's what I want to hear. Your, your anger and disdain for the Yankees, which must be on cloud nine right now. I mean, it's got to be miserable. And what do you want to do? Like, are you sitting here really thinking, well, if we tweak this and do that, we actually can make a run at this wild card spot? Or are you at the point where, you know what? I, I, I'm of no mindset except we have to sell. I mean, Luke Voigt. If you were going to deal Luke Voigt, the time was after last season. He led the major leagues in home runs. Do you think we're ever going to see that again? Ever going to see that again where Luke Voigt is hitting 35 or 40 home runs? Really? You, th- you think his stock was ever higher? You know, instead of going out and playing this game where, well, Jamison Tyon, we can figure it out with him. And he's pitched better of late, but I, I don't think anybody has a lot of confidence in him. And Corey Kluber, who hasn't pitched in years, let's bring him in and take a flyer. You probably could have traded Voigt for a legitimate starting pitcher. Your starting pitching is not that good. Your offense is not that good. Your defense is not that good. Yankees just aren't that good. And that's the truth. So you think bringing in Gallo changes this? They play with with no sense of urgency. They're just not that good. They're nine games out of the division. And they're five and a half out of the second wild card. And today's July 17th. Something is clearly broken. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. All right, Rothenberg with you on the Saturday right here, 98.7 E. Ty D. Butler, you're familiar with his work from the Newhouse School of Communications. Ty, I have not talked to you in a very long time, and you've had a monumental life change, which we at the station 
And me specifically would like to congratulate you on tremendously. There's a new addition to the Butler family. Noah Donovan Butler has officially joined the family as of June 18. Uh, he he's actually going to turn a month month tomorrow. So huh? Month tomorrow, month tomorrow. Big celebration happening today and tomorrow. But I'm excited. I appreciate you, man. It's so funny. Like in this business, we learn stay away from cliches. They're never good. The cliche you hear when it comes to having a kid is it's the best thing ever. Oh. It's a life change. Man, it, it is. It lives up to that name in every sense. It lives up to that cliche in every sense. It's and the, I got to be honest, you're not even at a great moment yet. I mean, it's all great. But the first couple of months, it's like they don't know what's going on. They, they hear a sound. <laughs> and they, they're, like, they're like little aliens at this point. <laughs> like it's going to be the, a moment where he looks at you and actually recognizes who you are. And looks at you as like daddy, and it's just oh my god! It's amazing. Uh, not getting a ton of sleep. Uh, no. I'm deprived right now, so forgive me if my performance lacks. But it, it's special, man. And and shout out to to wifey Cassandra oh, for providing me with the greatest gift ever. Uh, what she had to go through through over those nine months. Were you there? I mean, I baby. haven't spoken to you. Were, were you there? Were you in the delivery room? I was. I was there, but unfortunately, we had an emergency C-section. I was not allowed to be in the delivery room when the baby came, but I saw him immediately. He was brought to me right after. Right after. Did right. you feed him his first meal? Did I? F no, I did not mm. feed him his first meal. Did you cut the cord? I was not able to be in there. I just said mm, this that. Is very, it's very unfortunate. It's unfortunate, but look, you take your blessings where they happen. He, he's happy. He's healthy. He's, he's healthy. Full. That's so what, what, what's, that's your, what what's your sleeping schedule now? Are, are you getting any sleep? Like, at most two and a half hours at a time. So, so you're you're like two and a half, and then you'll you'll take care of him, and then back to sleep for another couple, and you're yeah up you're, and you're at sleeping him. whenever you can. I sleep whenever I can, but I'm still I'm crazy because I, I still go to the gym in the morning. So I come really? back exhausted, and then I've got to work. Uh, I, I try to maintain my schedule just because psychologically and emotionally you still want to be at equilibrium. But he's a joy, man. It's it's all worth it. I, I, I'm very appreciative of this opportunity to, to be a father. Now, how many how many think you'd like to have? You're, you're, you're one in. He's a month old. You see the difficulty. I mean, these are these are nothing problems now. <laughs> just wait until he gets older. Are you are you still thinking you want to have a big like a three four kids? Or so what are you we thinking? we had initially set the over under at about two and a half, mm -hmm. and it was you know we we take what happens right we we take what the defense gives us, but after the first month or so, that conversation is way too premature. No pun intended. Like I'm not ready to have that just yet. Yeah. Right, there's see. a lot happening in this house. Oh, there's a lot happening. And, he, and then you, 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 a couple things. I don't know if you're like this. You never remember how bad it is. Like, like as when you're going to be sleep deprived and there's going to be poop flying out and hitting walls and cleaning and you won't know if it's day or night or where you are. And then you'll get like a year and a half down the road and you won't remember how difficult these moments actually were. Yeah, it'll, it'll come back to you. So, which and is then why you might do it again <laughs> and then again. Like my my mother in law asked me that question last night. Like, when are you ready to have another? I said, She's hold, already, "Wow, that's up. that's really aggressive hang for a mother in law." On, hang on there. You must you must tremendously dislike your mother. -in -law, oh, I love right? her. She's a, no. she's a, no, she's fantastic. That's not what you've told me off that's, the air. Though, stop right? it. I won't bring that. Stop up the air. it. Go ahead. No, they, go, they go, listen go. to the show. Don't say that. I love her. Uh, she's just excited. It's her first grandchild, which I understand. Uh, but as I, as I said, going through this process right now in the early stages, like as you as you just said, we we've gone through nothing so far. But a month in, not ready yet. Let, let's see where we are two years from now, and now, then we can have that conversation. 
I don't know if you're going to want me to be some kind of a godparent. Wow. Um, I don't. I don't know if you want to give me like an official title or if you want to make an unofficial. But whatever you need, you got me for for little NDB. Mm. I'm here. Well, so what happens if it falls on a, a football Sunday at about one one thirteen? Well, if, if what if what falls? With the need. What do you mean if it? The need. Whatever the, the need what, is. What need? What well, kind of say, an animal would need me at one o'clock <laughs> on a football Sunday? It's. I mean, it's a baby. It's. It's a, a newborn. He. Well, yeah, but it's exactly not my baby. Why, why would I? Why would I be desperately needed at one o'clock on a football Sunday? Said, I want you to walk me down why I'm going to be needed one o'clock on now, a football Sunday. Now, part of the criteria of being a godparent, mm-hmm. you just outlined it whatever you need whenever you need it i'm here for you but if that so happens to fall uh you know 117 on a football sunday giants washington football team you, you're just unavailable well why would you not be available you're the father well it's a need it, obviously it's, it's an emergency situation where i'm calling on the godparent to come in and rescue us from whatever here's the what disaster like. is here's what i'd like maybe you you make two Separate Godfather. <laughs> no, see that. Uh, no, no, no. We... Let, let me lay it out for you. I'm the Monday to Friday Godfather. <laughs> like if if there's a well, see the Monday night football. Well, Monday night football, Thursday yeah. night. We got COVID cancellations, so we can play on a yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. Yeah, so this all right. Is not let, exactly let me, working let me go one you. step down the road. I'm the non-football in the way godparent. <laughs> but they, so here's the problem with emergencies: they don't exactly pick when they happen. No, no, I understand. I know. Well, he, but here's the beauty of this, of my idea. You have there's another Godfather. There's the there's the I'm I'm there every time there's an issue, Godfather. Right. So if the baby, if no one needs a godparent during Sunday football, well, that's not my responsibility. <laughs> that would be you're joke, not on the right? schedule that day. No, okay. so that's like not. A I'm job. on the schedule. Okay, like yes. you're on the schedule right now to yes. produce the show. Okay. It would be weird if Mike was here now because he's not on the schedule. If there's an emergency on a football Sunday, I'm not on the schedule. That would be the other Godfather. While we're using football as the as the example, you're you're you've been watching football for how many years? Uh, I'm 48. I've probably been watching it for 44 years. What the old saying is, the more quarterbacks you have, you you really don't have any, right? Like you got four quarterbacks, it means you don't have any. Is that correct? Right. Yeah, so, I think that's fair to say. So if I've got five Godfathers, what does that exactly mean? Well, I don't think five. Well, but I should have multiple. What multiple is not five? Yeah, two. But two. You have two quarterbacks. You really don't have any. You need the one starter who solidified the job. So then you know what I'm, even, I'm because I'm um I, I want to be the bigger guy here. Make the other guy the Godfather. Make him the Marlon Brando of the Godfather. Make me the 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 Sonny Corleone. And, and so you can just be the backup. I I am fine because I do have other things that could potentially get in the way. Being the backup Godfather, yes. Okay. Uh, you're, this pitch actually is not going pretty well for you. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna why. have the wife listen to this later. Say, no, here's here's his I resume. Think I'd be terrific. Here's his resume. I think I'd be fun. Here's the audition. I think I'd bring energy. I think if he need, I mean, come on. If Noah's like, eh, Godfather, I I'm confused. Why would that- he call you Godfather? That's weird. Well, why do you call your wife wifey? That's also weird. I mean, this is the life we're leading. <laughs> Godfather. I would want him to look. 
Godfather. <laughs> right? That's what I, I would appreciate that. No? <laughs> no, it's, it's, Listen, don't it's get, weird. I'm not going to get between you and, and Noah. I'm not going to get involved in your relationship. The father-son relationship is very close, as is a godfather-godson relationship. I'm just going to let him know. Hey, like I know you don't quite understand this yet. It'll make sense later, years from now. But as long as your emergencies just don't happen to fall on a Monday night, a Thursday night, a, you know, maybe a Saturday night. A Saturday only, only probably in the, in the deep of winter. Later in the right. season, a Saturday yeah. night or football Sunday. As long as you're not, you know, operating in that space, Dave's all yours. You know, the way they have like the honorary, I don't know, like, like, like person or, or, or captain. I don't know what they would even call it. Um of uh of like the ro- the Rose Bowl parade. Yeah. The, the parade of Roses, right? Like the honorary make me the honorary Godfather. But this just goes to show you only care about titles and not about the responsibility that comes with the title. No, I want. I I want it all. No, you just I want, want the I want title. it all and I know I can do it. I don't think and you I'd can. like to do it. I don't think you're up for it. All the right, challenge. here's what we need to do. All right, we need to get back into the local baseball teams, and we're thrilled for you, and congratulations. Can I just and... say one thing real oh, quick? Oh, for God's Just real sakes. quick. Yeah, go ahead. Because there was a lead that, that has been buried, and I didn't speak to you about this before the show. You, didn't, you don't know that I'm going to do this. but there yeah, is... You're going to come after me here. No, there is a congratulations that has to be in order because if you were paying attention this week to the news cycle, there is a, a show on our station that airs from 5A to 8A Monday through Friday, named DCR, that's DPHO, Canty, and Rothenberg, uh-huh. that finished top five for the book. Yeah, it did. And I think that warrants a congratulations. It's well, a, I'll take it's, it. It's a and new show. And I appreciate show. that. And we did very well. And we're very happy. And the show is rolling along. And I feel like we've really kind of hit our stride. I think so, too. And if you're, and you've been involved in that show. A couple times. Yeah, and, you've uh, produced the show. And you love it. And like, despite the fact that you've got to be up at 1.30 in the morning just to commute here, I say I actually enjoy my time here. The, the, the show is entertaining. The guys have fun. So not just shout out to you, the, the talent, but RJ and Ray also deserve tremendous props for leading the charge, being the brains of the operation. Congratulations to DCR, top five. But that only means we got to get better. Right? We, can't, we can't do top five. We're not five resting anymore. on any We're laurels, not, whatever we, that means. we got to ascend to on any number laurels. one. Yep. So congratulations, my man. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right, 800-919-3700. Seven six. Let's get back to the Yankees. We're not burying the real lead here, and that is the Yankees, and that is the disaster. The I mean, really, the disaster that the Yankees are at the moment. There, if I were a Yankees fan, I would watch this team, and I would want to pull my hair out from the roots. That is how difficult it is to watch them. They don't run the bases well. They, there's no timely hitting. They're a, I mean, you are looking at a team that is is right up against the salary cap, and they are. Sitting here, two games over 500. It's another loss last night. You have your star of stars on the mound today. Go out there, and he did it last time, and you give him tremendous credit for him. You got to figure out a way. You got to figure out. You cannot get swept by the Red Sox. Again, you're 0-7 against Boston this year. How do we live in a world? And Boston was dreadful last year. I think they just had the fourth pick in the draft. And you can't find a way to beat them? And you've lost multiple games to Eduardo Rodriguez? Oh, give me a break. 800-919-3776. So we're going to have one of two kind of Yankees calls today, and we'll do that in just a moment. The Yankees fan who is the excuse maker and the Yankees fan 
who piles on, who is livid. I would be the latter. If this was my team, I would be furious about what's going on. And I'm telling you, and and I'm not, I hate to call for guys' jobs. If they do not get into the postseason, something has to happen. Something has to change. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. All right, here we go. Stump Rothenberg brought to you by the law offices of the great Andrew M. Cohen. Also brought to you by BetMGM Sports. We like to call this the double sponsor in the trade. Ty, do you have uh, updated standings for me as we um, are about to partake in another edition of Stump Rothenberg? Well, it's been a while. It has. Um, but we are 181 and 44. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you that aren't certain of how this works, you call with a a regular question about anything you want. If you get it right, you advance to the second round where you ask me where did a player, uh, NFL skill position or NBA player, go to college. Uh, We get that right, and and then I win round two. You get that. We've never had anybody get round one and round two, by the way. Ty, did you know that? We haven't. That does not exist at the moment. All right. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. 800-919-3776. 800-919-3776. John in L.A. John, you lead off Stump Rothenberg. Hey, how's it going, Dave? I have to wake up really early for this, but hopefully I, I'm number 45. All right, let's see what you got here, John. All right, Dave. Uh, who is the only player that won a championship with the Showtime Lakers and the Kobe and Shaq Lakers? Hmm. Got to be someone at the end of uh, the end of the Showtime Lakers era. Ty, do you know this? I do know. I mean, come on, Dave. I'm a Laker fan. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I don't think I'm gonna know. I'm thinking like a Devin George or someone like that. Um, I don't know. Is it Devin George is it Eric <laughs> Fisher? <clears throat> mm, I don't think I know it. It's not, it's I would love to give you a tip, but I'd rather not, Dave. I don't think Corey was involved in the first... Ryan Shaw? All right, I'm going to take a guess, and I don't think I'm going to be right. I'm going to guess... It's got to be someone older. I'm going to guess Horace Grant, but I don't think I'm right. Horace Grant. Is that your final answer? Oh, that's going to be wrong. Yeah, that's my final answer. 
Yes, I found you. It's uh, AC Green. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. You, you, I'm 0-1. It's a good job by you. And uh, you advance to the uh, to the second round. Do um, you remember the, the one thing I always remember at AC Green, Ty? Do you remember this? You what's, know what it is? What's this? He was celibate. Oh. <laughs> he, he, he had not partaken in... Uh, in in, uh, in the deed until he was, uh, I think, married well into his uh, well into his late twenties, early thirties. He's so the anti Will Chamberlain. Uh, no, he's the anti. Yeah, the anti Will Chamberlain. All right, let's go to um, let's go. Hang on, I just lost my call screen here. To Dadaver in Jamaica, Dadaver, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey Dave, hi. Hello. Hey Dave. Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine, Dadaver. Hey, yes. Great. Dave, I really appreciate you, and uh, I really, really, uh, I love you for your humor and for your uh, your ability. Thank you. Um, my question is this: Of all the players in history of the major league who have have had has hit at least 500 career home runs, only one has never hit 40 home runs in a season. Who is it? All right. So let's think here. Um, is it Hank? Hank Aaron? Is something for Hank Aaron? But I think he's hit forty. I think maybe he's he's never hit fifty. Um, has he ever hit forty? We know Ruth did. We know Bonds did. So who's who's 500? Palmera definitely has. Confident McCovey has. There's definitely something about Hank Aaron that I've heard, and my question would be, is it, is it 50 with him or is it 40 with him? How could Hank Aaron have hit 755 and never hit 40? So it can't it can't be Hank Aaron. It's not Ruth, it's not Bonds. It's clearly not A-Rod. It's Pujols has hit 40. Mays has definitely, definitely hit 40. Confident in that, that Willie Mays has hit over 40. All right, we continue down the list. So after that, it's Griffey. Jim Tomei, I think, is next. Has Jim Tomei hit 40? Yeah, Tomei, I think, hit 50 one year. So, so we know. Is it Frank Robinson? No, I think Frank Robinson led the league at 66 in home runs. McGuire clearly did. Killebrew is next. Did Killebrew ever hit 40? He definitely hit 40. I know this is taking long, but this is this is part of the process here. Um... Who else? Ernie Banks? Maybe it's Ernie Banks. Did he hit 40? I think he did. So it's not going to be Ernie Banks. It's Ted Williams. Mel Ott. Are you impressed at all, Ty, with the way the, the mind is working here? No, I was just thinking we could just make this one question an entire segment. Can we get an answer already, buddy? The clock is ticking. Mel Ott. Final answer. Final answer, Dave? Yeah. The answer is Eddie Murray, 507 home runs, never 40. Mm. Oh. Ty, this is 0 for 2. Not great, my man. 
It's not great. You're rusty, baby. Very underwhelming performance, and that did take a long time and still underwhelmed. We're 0 and 2. Did you hang up on him? I did hang up on him. He's supposed to get his round two option. Yeah, but I don't know if he wanted that. All right. Let's go to Jamal and Yonkers. Jamal, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey, good morning, Dave. How you doing? Not good. I'm 0-2, Jamal. All right. Uh, before, I ask, uh, before I ask this question, I want to say yesterday with the, uh, the KJZ thing, you had me laughing so hard. I talked about water. I just want to let you know that. Oh, thank you. Yesterday. I appreciate that. Thanks for the kind words. All right. Um... All right, this is a movie question. 30 years ago this year, Beauty and the Beast became the first animated film nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars before the inception of the Best Animated Feature category in 2002. Okay. Since, since the inception of the Animated Feature category, there have been two other animated films nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Name them. Well, we'll just have you name one of the two. Wait, so, so it's animated feature films nom- nominated for an Oscar. Is that is that the question you're asking? Okay, what uh, what I'm asking is, um, ever since the animated feature category became a category at the Oscars in I think 2002, up. is up one of those? Been... Final answer. I think it did. I'm gonna say yes. You are correct. All right, Ty. We're back. Give us the sec. Give us the second one, Jamal. There was two, so it was up. And what was the second one? Toy Story three. So there you go, Dave. Toy Story three. All right. So, so, but I got it right. You did. We asked for one. All right. I don't know if he. I don't know if he wants to hang on. No, no. He think he's not allowed to hang on. Oh yes, he did. Not how it works. I got it right. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, for me to get back to five hundred, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Hey Dave, great to have the Beatles back together with Tyler. There you go. Thank you. Um, um, all right, Dave. One player in the history of baseball Mm -hmm. has hit a home run in the World Series with three different teams. Who is it? Three different teams. Joe Carter? No. Is it Matt Williams? Giants, Indians, Diamondbacks in 01. That is correct, Dave. Yes. Yeah. You got it, Tom. All right. Ty, come on. Give me credit for that, no? That was pretty good. That was a to, nice job. So to we're get back you back to five hundred. We're back to two and two. All right, so continue along. And we're back. Round two. Stump Rothenberg. So Ty, John and Dadiver both stumped me round one and they are advancing to round two the college edition, correct? That is correct. So we're two and two through four questions. We have some more lined up. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Are you playing in the regular round or just a bonus round? Today? Just a bonus round. All right, let's go to Danny Long Island. Danny, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Welcome back. And remember, Fran from Massapequa is now under suspension. No, just for this week. He's banned for this week, and he's welcome back next week. Of course I remember. Okay, here's a nice ground ball for me to get you back in the winning column. But I don't want you to give me a layup, Danny. It's not a layup, but, you know, it's... General, you, you, for you, for you, you should get it. Here we go. All right, we'll find out. There have been several major league ball players who have started the All Star write-in candidates. 
There is only one who went on to become the game's MVP. Can you tell me that player? So I, I didn't. You kind of cut out there. What's the question? There have been several players who started the the major league All Star game as a write in candidate. They weren't on the ballot. It was a write in vote. Okay. Only one of them went on to become the game's MVP. Who is that player? Dave's sweating like a pig as I finish up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I know this. I'm shocked. Really? Is this like a well-known question? Absolutely. The only one I can think of is Fred, Fred Lynn, but he was Rookie of the Year. And he was... Right in candidate. Yeah, no, I understand Went the on question. to become... I just, is it... Not, it's it's not in the nineties. It's definitely not in the nineties, and I don't think it's in the eighties either. Oh God! Because I, I think Cano, Pete, no, it, I, I don't think it's in the last thirty-five years. I really don't. Jeter won it, but obviously he was always going to be voted in. It's got to be a position player because they, they just choose the pitchers anyway. I know George, George Foster won it on the, on the Reds. But this Back in the 60s, I don't know, this was Steve Garvey? Ken Griffey Sr., I believe, also won it. but I, I'm not sure. I'm going to guess Garvey, but I don't have a ton of confidence in this. My man, Steve Goffey. It is, that's right. Yeah, you, you got it. That was very fortunate. That that Good job. Was, that was very fortunate. All right, so now we're, we're our head is above water. We we're are sitting above here water. at three and two. The Hawkeye, Long Island Hawkeye. You're on Stump Rock. Morning. Um, it's a popular trivia question to ask uh, the tallest waterfall in the world, which is Angel Falls in Venezuela. Correct. But according to the Guinness Book, what is the widest? waterfall in the world well, not going to be Niagara Falls is it the Para Falls in Venezuela or is it the Cone Falls The, the the biggest width of a waterfall, correct? Yes. There's one in Laos, which I know is, is very wide, but I don't know if that's the answer. Maybe that's the Cone Falls. It might be the... might be the Power Falls, which I believe is also in Venezuela. Ty, you know the answer to this one? I do not. <laughs> well, I, I, I do now because uh, he answered it to me when I was screening uh -huh. the phone call. I'm going to say it's the one in Laos. I'm going to say it's the, I believe it's the Cone Falls in Laos. It's the Fafang in Cambodia. 
That and that's not one and the same. He's gone. He's gone. All right. So you're I, three I, and three as we head into our. I'd like our, you to. I'd like you to um, to, to research that one though, if you wouldn't mind. At the break, would you do that for me? Of course. Anything All right. for you, my friend. So here, here we are now. Um, the round two. In the history of this segment. So can I say we're three and two pending research on that one or no? No, we're three and three. We're three and we're three. But you will do it. research on that one. Yes. Okay. Um, No one has ever gotten the Daily Double. Ever. Ever in the history of the program. Correct? That's correct. You think that changes today? I do not. John in L.A. John, you have a chance. Have at it. All right. I'm up to the plate. Here we go. Okay. Uh, one of the first uh, Mexican NBA players, Eduardo Najera. What college did he went to? I think he went to Oklahoma. Um, I think that's where he went. And I think he had a vicious injury in the NCAA tournament. Eduardo Najera. Oklahoma. I feel good about that. Yes. Final answer. You sure about that final answer? Yeah, I am. <sighs> yeah, you're right, Dave. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's awesome. You like how he tried to, to fool me there? <laughs> there was no way you were going to change your answer. Um, I, He was a good player, really good player. Yeah, he played was. with the Mavericks as well in the NBA. Uh, all right, Dadaver, the last one standing to try and, and keep me from uh, never losing in round two. Dadaver? How about it? Hey, all right. Yeah, this is it. His name is Jack Maitland. I, I don't even know what you're saying. Jack and who? Jack Maitland. M-A-N-M-A-I-T-L-A-N-D. Maitland. And he played, let me tell you who he played for. Jack Maitland? Yes. Now, are we talking about the, the, the Steelers player? No. Then I then I don't I don't know. Well, he he played for he he played for the Baltimore Colts. He went to the Super Bowl. All right, I think I, I now uh, Ty. I'm gonna. I, I think the answer. I think I know the answer. But Ty, are you okay with this? I'm not. <laughs> I'm looking at the resume. He he does not fit the criteria. But it has to be a legitimate what? play, yeah, right? A, yeah, I mean, he won a oh, championship. I, know, I think I, I think I know it anyway. But I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate the question. Okay, well, Dave, he went from the ten yard line to the one in the Super Bowl. If that's not great, what is? Um, come on, I think the answer is Williams. But I don't, I don't, I don't You're even right, count. Dave, but it doesn't it. matter. I don't like the question. He, he's, he played three Why seasons. Not? He played three seasons. Because nobody knows who that person is. You oh. do. Barely. Dad, if you're, is this like a family member? Why are you so upset? How do you, because I don't, you know what? Because I'm a man of integrity. Ty, you would agree with that. The reason why I think you know it, because you know everybody. It doesn't matter. It's a bad question. (laughs) If I get it right and it's a bad question, I'm still unhappy with that. No one has still done the Daily Double ever in the history of the show. It has a terrible follow. All right, Ty. End us on a good note with a little, little barrage of what you like to do. All right. Well, he was mentioned, so let's go with A.C. Green. A.C. Green, I think he went somewhere in Oregon. It's either Oregon or Oregon State, and I believe it's Oregon State. Correct, my friend. How about DeMar DeRozan? 
USC. Wow, look at you. Two for two. His son just got a head coaching job, the great Wes Unseld. Wes Unseld with the Baltimore Bullets was a tremendous player at Louisville, I believe. That is also correct. Torino. All right. Casino Mobley. What, uh, Rhode Island. What happened to the music? Oh, the music just, just decided to leave us way too soon prematurely, but we're 4 0. We're not going to let that distract us. Uh, finally, Rodney Stuckey. Rodney Stuckey. I believe he went to a small school, like in, was it in Eastern Washington? That's what I think it is. Is, is that your final answer? Yeah, Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington is correct, Dave. 5-0 yeah. oh, once And I'll tell you how I knew Rodney Stuckey. And this goes back to the memories that I have. My friend Scott got married. And his, like, his wife's side, they traveled in from Washington. And, and like a, a, an uncle or a cousin or something was a huge sports fan. And I remember him telling me distinctly, about this guy who went to Eastern Washington named Rodney Stuckey, and I really needed to look out for, for Rodney Stuckey. Well, that's a, that's impeccable memory. And it's Stuckey with me the entire time, and years later, it now pays dividends. I mean, he's no uh, Jake or Jack Maitland, but sure, great. Jack Maitland. That's a, that's a brutal one, right? You finished 9-3 and three to improve to 190-47. And, and I still want you to look up the Kong Falls, by the way. Okay, I will I do that once we that. get to a break. Ty, what would you like to say, by the way, as we, we kick off into the 11 o'clock hour? All right, so the judges went to the room. We reviewed uh -huh. the question. So the answer, uh, as far as the widest waterfall is concerned, is the Khan Fa Feng Falls. Or, I'm sorry, the Khan Fa Feng Falls. And what was your answer? Uh, the Kong Falls. So it, it sounds like it's the same thing. It, it's it's a, a different iteration of the same thing. So we have to award you the correct answer. And you're not someone that looks for me to do well. No. I look for you to, you know, do it all over yourself. That's I mean, right. That's a corrected as, as it was coming out of my in, mouth. In fact, uh, well, well done by you, saving your job. Walking <laughs> double entendre tweets, and you were correct with the con falls. Yes. Always these stumpers who don't do their appropriate research. Oh, sad. I actually had a guy call in <laughs> And ask a question that he didn't know the answer to. He's just Awful. like, I'm going to go with this guy. All right. Like, so wait, now, uh, Fran and Massapequa was serving a one-game suspension for, for a misstep uh, weeks ago. Who uh, who asked that question about the conflict? This was Hawkeye in Long I think Island. Hawkeye has to receive the one-game suspension. Well, I don't know. I, that feels a bit harsh. Why? Well, because, I don't know, it, it's his first offense. Like, do we really want to— suspend him on his first offense i mean i would but I'll, I'll leave it up to you i'll let you judge you're the new daddy so you're you're in a you're in a good way so if you say no we'll, we'll yeah let no him let's 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 let him hang for a little bit all right i, I want to get back to the yankees and then i want to get to the knicks in the second half hour of, of this hour so let's go with the calls 800-919-3776 and i i feel really impassioned by this because there's a couple of different ways you can look at it when you have a team that stinks and you know they stink and they're a bad team and they're bad i don't even think that's that difficult like when the, the Giants over the last couple of years, the Jets over you know the last couple of years, you look at them, they're not good, you know they're not going to be good, and, and you just kind of get into this routine of, well, my team's not good, and it's understandable. And at least for me, watching the Giants, you kind of feel dead inside. And you know they're not good, you know they're not that talented, you know the defense kind of stinks, and this is what they are, and this is the life that you lead. 
And then you have teams that, like the Knicks this year, that you think aren't going to be very good, and they are really good, and those are the best when you're expecting a team to just not be special and they turn out to, you know, win 45 games and, you know, get into the postseason where they're considered to be the laughing stock. Those are the greats. And then you have the awful. And the awful is what we're experiencing with the Yankees right now. And that is you're expected to be great. I mean, everybody, we did our preseason predictions on DCR. Everybody, me, Chris, Rick, Vegas, you name them, everybody picked the Yankees to go to the World Series. It, it was almost like there wasn't even a challenger to the Yankees this year. Tampa, yeah, but they, I look at what Tampa trots out there every fifth day. I, uh, Michael Waka, Shane McClanahan, right? Their best two starters from last year, Morton on a different team, Glass now out for probably the season. So the fact that Tampa just continues to put their heads down and, and, you know, and find a way is really remarkable. Bullpen, completely redone. Castillo's hurt, doesn't matter. Fairbanks hurt, doesn't matter. We will take anybody we have and find a way. But what the Yankees are doing right now is the worst because it's the team that you look at and you say to yourself, they're going to be good and they're underwhelming you as much as any team that you've seen. Those are the worst. And those, to me, are the most frustrating. When you think your team is going to be good and you look at the roster and you just don't understand. Like, does it make sense to you? How are the Yankees 46 and 44? How is that humanly possible? With a lineup that includes Judge and Stanton and Torres and Sanchez and LeMahieu. How? And, and, and Voight occasionally. How? How can this team, and, and Hicks to start the season, I know that there's an excuse built in for all these guys. Well, Hicks the injury, right? But you know what? Teams sustain injuries. It happens. Best player in baseball has been out for the majority of the season. It, you know what? It happens. The Mets endured injury after injury. Listen, Lindor's hurt now. I, I haven't seen an update yet on Lindor today, but, but they're concerned it could be an oblique. You know what? Things happen. You have to put your big boy pants on and move past it. And this Yankees team, for whatever reason, has not been able to. They, they have an elite bullpen. Now, you've had blips lately, but they have an elite bullpen. And the fact of the matter is, they're two games over. Their run differential is on the minus. Oh, these are the moments. When your team is expected to stink and they stink, at least for me, I don't know how you feel, that doesn't drive me crazy. It's what you expect, and they're bad. Okay. When you expect them to be bad and they're good, that's special. And this is the worst. When there's no way they're not going to be a good team and they stink, this is garbage. Really. I mean, this is the equivalent. It really is. What we're enduring with the Yankees right now would be if the Chiefs went 8-9 and nine this season. Can you envision that? Neither can I. Neither should you. And it's unacceptable. And the fact, what, what gets me so angry, and again, I don't even like the Yankees. Is this, well, it's on the players and there's really nothing we can do. Well, Brian Cashman put this team together. Aaron Boone is managing this team. So the Steinbrenners are going to do nothing? You might potentially, and, and listen, every day you get through, the, the chances of it happening are more and more and more. And that's missing the postseason. You might miss the postseason and do nothing? How do you live in that world? There's no way this Yankees team can do nothing if they miss the playoffs this year. This would be one of the greatest travesties that we've seen in sports in a long time if this club doesn't get in. 
and that's where we're heading to. And they play with just no emotion. And I and I and I can hear it already. The build. Well, we didn't have Urshela, and we didn't have Judge, and how are we expected to? Rodriguez has an ERA of over five. Over five. And you can't scratch a run across the plate against him or the pen? It's unacceptable. It's got to change tonight. I mean, we keep saying it's got to change here. It's got to change here. It's got to change here. I'm honestly at the point where if they don't find a way to win this game tonight with Cole on the mound at home against the Red Sox, I'm almost I'm almost raising the white flag. But Dave, even if they did win tonight, what would that change? I don't know that it changes anything, but it buys you a day of at least we're somewhat alive. If you, my point is a loss to how do you lose tonight and recover from that? I don't think you can recover even if you. So win you're done. Tonight. You're done. For you, the ship has sailed. It's done. It's over. Goodbye. They've played seven games against the team they're chasing in the division. They've lost all seven. seven. They're two games above 500 with a minus three run differential. You outlined it in, in your open. The defense is bad. They're slow. They can't run the bases. They can't hit. So how does there's, it ever change? There's then? nothing the team does. So well. how, how does it change this year, next year? I mean, how how why should we be excited at all for the you Yankees? You shouldn't. You shouldn't. So and you're resigned. I, oh yeah, I I, I resigned. Does it even anger you? It does anymore. I was laughing last night. I was hosting a show from 10 to midnight. I heard uh, good things about that show, by the did way. Did you? I did. Nice. Uh, I, I was laughing about it. The Yankees had three hits last night. <laughs> three hits. And I don't want to hear the excuses about, you know, Judge and Urshela. When the team was healthy, they were bad. You're not going to subtract your best players and get better. It's not like if you win tonight, all of a sudden, I don't know, this team can make a run. No, I don't think that either. I just I just think that to keep your head above water for another day, you have to win the game tonight. You look at the division. The, the only division team, is forget the division. The, You're not winning this no, division. But, uh, and no. you know what else, Ty? The Red Sox were supposed to be bad this exactly. year. And I'm glad you brought that up. You know why? Because we keep hearing about the impact that managers have. They don't really do much. I'm old enough to remember last year the Red Sox were bad. Alex Cora gets his job back. All of a sudden, they're 20 games above 500. do Don't tell me great managers still don't have value on, on major league teams. How is it that the Yankees, all, all their guys are worse than they were before? Glaber Torres, Clint Frazier, Glaber Miguel, Tor- Miguel Duhar. Glaber Torres stinks. How do these guys get worse? I don't know. I mean, Frazier was never great. It was always the hope that he but could But he was be. projected. Like, these guys were projected to but be you know stars. What? The two guys that they really dropped the ball with, and Duhar has a big year. You should have traded him. You didn't. Void has a huge year. You should have traded him. You didn't. And now you're stuck with guys. They're now off. you're stuck with guys. I mean, and Luke Void is a DH if I've ever seen one. He is a hideous first baseman. But that's you that's also, what we are. You also have, and this just gets flown under the radar. Like, we've universally accepted. Here's a guy making a ton of money in Giancarlo Stanton. He's 31 years old in the prime of his career. And he's a full-time DH. He, he can't, can't play the field. Play the field. Why, can't do it. why is he not able to play the field? He, he should can't. be in his athletic prime. Not, it, it, come I mean, you're not asking him to play defensive end. You're <laughs> exactly. asking him to stand in the outfield and catch the ball <laughs> when it's hit out there. You can't go out you there and run a, run a couple of it's, plays it, it re- and not it get really hurt. Is. It's it, so pathetic. It is, it, is, um, it is mind-boggling to steal a phrase from Joe Namath. The fact that you, you can't put him in the outfield twice a week. Just, you know what, Sanchez, worn down, let him DH, fine. Judge needs a day off, let him DH, fine. 
I'm not asking Stanton to play seven days a week in the field. You can't play in the field three days a week. Dave, he's 31. <laughs> he play. I don't care if he's 38. You can't play in the field. And you I'm... have a 38-year. I don't know that Carter's 38. What is he, 37? No, he's right there. He, he's able to do it. But Stanton, who's getting paid all this money, can't Who do it. Who did it? Who did it with the Marlins? Can't do it now. Oh, it is nothing short of infuriating. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.